This podcast is brought to you by The Empowerment Project. Research proves that empowerment self-defense training makes you safer, period. I want you to have a great self-defense toolkit so you can create strong boundaries, speak with confidence, and take up all the space that you deserve in the world. We'll hear stories from survivors and find out what worked for them and why. We'll interview leaders in the field and talk about tips, concepts, and really easy things that you could do to make yourself safer and interrupt the cycle of violence. I've taught self-defense classes for over 30 years, and I promise to teach you everything I know. Ultimately, I'm going to want you to get some in-person training, but a great empowerment self-defense class is more than just the physical skills. The list of things I want to teach you is endless, so let's get to it. My name is Sylvia Smart, and welcome to The Empowerment Project. Hello, listeners. So happy to have you here with me. Today, we're going to talk about empowerment self-defense with a focus on the empowerment part, um, which is like doing the stuff in our lives that's hard and scary, looking at the way we limit ourselves, the way society limits us, and facing those things, moving through them, and then living to tell about it, and seeing and feeling and knowing how strong and powerful we are because of these choices in this journey, and then going on to share our experiences and our challenges and our successes as a way of helping others who are facing similar trials and tribulations. You're already doing this, so stop for just a second and give yourself credit for all the ways that you have faced your dragons and still live to talk about it, to all the ways that you're doing this today. You've overcome difficulties, you have faced down challenges like a champ. So really, stop for just a second and think about how far you've come in your journey and how really incredible you are. Sometimes I think we don't give ourselves enough credit. It's good and important to acknowledge our strengths, right? It helps us balance out the messiness of all of the other stuff. So take, you know, take that time and just, just know you're doing it already. Let's keep going though, and let's talk about empowerment and the hero's journey. Let's call it the Shiro's journey or the heroine's journey, just to shake it up a little bit. Have you heard of a guy named Joseph Campbell? He wrote a book years ago called The Hero with a Thousand Faces, and among other things, he was a professor of literature at Sarah Lawrence College. This theory of his is that all mythological narratives share the same basic structure, the hero's journey, or the shiro's journey, or the heroine's journey. Here's a quote of his summarizing this theory. A hero ventures forth from the world of common day into a region of supernatural wonder. Fabulous forces are there encountered, and a decisive victory is won. The hero comes back from this mysterious adventure with the power to bestow boons upon his fellow man. To simplify this journey, there, you know, let's let's turn it into three three parts. First, the departure. So you are Shiro, leave the familiar world behind, 
part of this is stepping across a threshold, like making a decision to go into the unknown. And then the second part in this simplified version is uh, the initiation, where you learn to navigate all the things that are unfamiliar in this new world where you have tests and trials and you find teachers and people who support you all along the way. And then the third part in my simplified version is the return where finally, after all this epic journeying, you return to the familiar world, but now you're changed. Now you're different. And now also you step into the shoes of becoming a mentor and a teacher yourself. I kind of love this framework. Sure, it's one that's used when folks are discussing literature and films and mythology and plays and academic stuff. But I also love thinking about it in terms of life journeys and our own unique challenges and adventures. And yeah, the empowerment piece of empowerment self-defense fits in here beautifully. I wanted to tell you a story and kind of connect it to this framework. And I'm gonna use uh, what was for me a lifelong dragon that I did battle with for most of my life. So it started for me in childhood when I found this affinity. It's gonna sound maybe dorky and dumb or um, like shallow, but it, um, but it was not. It became very, very tough for me. So it started off with chocolate, of all things. This connection that I had with my dad, um, he and I would sneak chocolate. We would ha we had this bond over chocolate and. Very early on, I noticed that when I ate chocolate, I also immediately got rashes. These really itchy areas on my body, on the inside of my elbows and on the back of my knees and around my ears and on my neck. And so I would sit there and eat chocolate and scratch my arms, my legs, my neck, until I bled. I would just sit there scratching and eating chocolate. And I knew that the two things were connected from the time I was very, very young. So this was the beginning of this really addictive connection that I had with chocolate, with sugar. When I was 16 in 1976, I read a book called Sugar Blues, and this was the first time I had a name for what was going on for me. It was addiction. So by 16, I was battling other demons, all having to do with addictions as well. This one in particular kind of fell to the wayside, but I was always aware it was there, and I'd come back to it over and over again over the years. I watched myself do things like eat an entire birthday cake all by myself. I watched as my behaviors spiraled out of control with lying, sneaking, withholding, hiding food, isolating, you name it. I couldn't figure out what had happened to my self-discipline. 
at one point I'd actually started to deal with lots of the other things that I had the same issue of addiction with and challenges with and and I had I had vanquished them or was working hard at vanquishing them and was getting some success but with this one this one I could not figure out I tried everything it was never about my weight it was always about these behaviors that felt like they felt like they were not the real me the behaviors and this addiction that kept me trapped I was in this endless cycle of shame and guilt and actual physical sickness I had hangovers in the mornings I had not had hangovers since I quit drinking years ago but now I was having hangovers based on what I had binged the night before and I beat myself up and then I would try hard not to I would try to forgive myself and there were these varying degrees of success and over the years I tried everything to get this under control I never stopped trying but each time I'd make a commitment I'd find myself going back to the same old cycle and the shame and the guilt and it just kept going and I felt like a fraud it was affecting everything but one day while I was visiting my dad in Washington DC uh, I was out on the mall walking from one you know cool museum to another and someone ran by me on their morning run in a shirt that said because I said I would and I loved that that is the kind of person that is authentic to me not all of the addictive behaviors but the commitment to be real and who I am and to be congruous and to live in alignment with my values and that t-shirt because I said I would made so much sense to me because that is who I am I will do it because I said I would so I looked online and I found myself a t-shirt and a sweatshirt that say because I said I would and to this day I still wear them I am going to put a link to this website in the episode description because the whole premise behind this five word phrase that you can get on a t-shirt is way more than that and it's really cool so check it out if you can anyway and then I recommitted I promised myself that I would figure this out once and for all even though I had no idea how and I recommitted I reopened myself up to any possible help that I could find and then not too long after that I was crying in a little limp puddle on the ground with my personal trainer Tia who is a saint and I blurted everything out to her I told her all of my struggles with sugar over the years I told her about all the itching and the bleeding and the like the sick behaviors and the stuff that I couldn't figure out and every other addiction I've ever been able to overcome and how I couldn't figure this one out and I was so overwhelmed and I was so sick and so tired and it was impacting my life my relationships my sanity and my entire being and she looked at me and she was watching me and she kind of patted me and she said Sylvia they're they're there I'm pretty sure she said they're there she said I'm gonna help you figure this out you don't have to do this by yourself and I assumed at that point honestly I was such a mess I assumed she just wanted to like get me out of there like as fast as she could because I was such a mess that she wanted to just say whatever it would take to just like 
move me along on my way. But sure enough, when I got back the next week, she did exactly what she said she would. And my life has never been the same. I haven't looked back once. I'll tell you more about that later, but let's come back to what any of this has to do with empowerment self-defense. So I talk about this continuum, um, the continuum of awareness and empowerment. Down at the one end is all of the ways that we limit ourselves and it's all the, the denial and the fear and the shame and the socialization, the self-imposed beliefs, the things other people have told us all of our lives. And all of the things that keep us sort of trapped in this space of denial and living not in accordance with who we truly, truly are. And this continuum moves through to this place where we're aware and empowered and facing our fears, breaking out of societal and self-imposed boxes to find solutions and to change into who we really are, to make a stand to live in all of our beauty, all of our power, all of our messiness, all of our compassion, and with all of the alignment that we have with who we truly are deep down on the inside. And when we invest in ourselves in this way, when we step into who we really are, not what we think others want us to be, this is empowerment. This is the fighting of dragons, and this actually puts us less at risk, which is the self-defense part. What do I mean by that? Well, when I show up to teach empowerment self-defense at companies or organizations, people always assume that we're going to spend the whole time hitting pads. That's what people think of when they think about self-defense. But as you know, because you've been listening to this podcast, all of us instructors in this field will tell you it is way more than that. Yes, we want you to know how to hit and how to hit hard. And yes, we want you to feel confident with your yelling and with using your voice and with in integrating the use of your voice with your powerful striking. But we also want you to live an empowered life where you can prevent salt in every possible way. And that means practicing setting boundaries, calling out behaviors in others that dis disrespect or demean you. It means stopping sexist, racist, and homophobic joke tellers in their tracks. It means being wholly and completely and entirely who we are, not who we think others want us to be. It means stepping out of limiting societal boxes and calling out our own self-imposed limits. It means speaking up, standing up for others, living lives that feel in alignment with our values as human beings on every level. It's a lot. It's a lifelong journey, honestly. But here's an example and about how this directly relates to our safety and our self-defense. So if someone puts their arm around me or they try to become emotionally close to me in a way that I don't like, that feels creepy, I can respond or react in lots of different ways. Being able to have an empowered response is the fundamental business of empowerment self-defense. That is the prevention. The more practice I have in the world facing my dragons, the more I acknowledge the heroic journeys I've already been on, 
the stronger I become, the stronger I am, and the less likely I am to let anyone else get over on me, manipulate me, coerce me, or threaten me. In this case, I can stand up, I can speak up, I can tell them to take their arm off me. I can create a verbal boundary by saying something like, you're asking me really personal questions about my sex life, which I am not going to answer. Stop it and leave me alone. And therefore, because I'm able to respond with empowerment, the safer I am as I walk through the world, the safer I am in my life. The more active my awareness antenna is, the sooner I'm going to feel when something's wrong. And we're practicing that. And the more practice I have in speaking up and standing up, the more I am active in my prevention muscles. So the more able I am to access those when I need this, when I need, sorry, I'm going to say that again the more active my prevention muscles are and the more able I am to access them when the stakes feel higher, when things are not as in my realm of control. The choices that I make in stepping into this world of uncertainty in this epic Shiro's journey, right? Stepping over that threshold of my own volition I am practicing all these muscles that stand there and work for us when we're in a situation that feels like the stakes are higher. I hope this makes sense. It's all connected. Fighting dragons, facing our fears, setting boundaries, practicing protection of ourselves, all of it, it's all part of the same work. In empowerment self-defense, this work goes hand in hand with all the physical stuff because that, the hitting, the yelling, the striking, the learning effective releases from grabs, all of it powers you up. It shows you how strong you are, if you didn't know it already. It is the mind-body connection that gives us the self-confidence to deal with the dragons, whatever they are. So here's a question for you. What might your current dragon be if you, if you have one? Is it a relationship? Is it a health concern? Is it something in your life you really want to do but you're afraid of? Is it a possible career change or a move or a situation at work that's causing you stress? Do you want to start school, finish school, end a relationship? Are you feeling the need to confront your own internalized racism or homophobia? Are you thinking about stepping into a new role in your life? Are you wanting to finally deal with a relationship that feels toxic to you? Do you want to take a stand on the way you let other people treat you? Are you a binge drinker and you know it's time to stop? There is no shame here in the Shiro's journey, in the heroine's journey. There is courage and there is bravery. There is courage and bravery, my friends. That's what this journey is about. And awareness is the first step. Admitting to ourselves what it is we want to change comes next. None of this is easy and none of, us, none of it is anything that we have to do alone. Maybe you already know the next dragon you want to take a look at. Maybe like me, you have a lifelong struggle that you are ready to finally vanquish once and for all. Maybe you need some more time before you feel ready to face whatever the thing is. Maybe you need time to just be like, I am awesome. I am perfect just the way I am. I have nothing I want to deal with right now. I have enough on my plate. That's cool too. But if you feel ready, 
then set set your sights and start small. What is the first step you could take? Would it be like buy yourself that t-shirt or find support? Help get clarity. Bounce your ideas off friends. Do I need to read a book? Start doing some research. Do I need to start therapy? What would it be? And then don't stop because we said we would. So how did this story end for me? That was six years ago. And here's what I have now. I have serenity around food. I have peace in my mind and peace in my heart that I am living in congruity with who I feel I am on the inside. I don't have allergic rashes that I scratch until I bleed. My obsession is gone. The sneaky, lying, addictive food behaviors are gone. I have peace in my life and serenity from one meal to the next. This dragon was about my addiction and it took me so long to finally slay this thing, but now I have my integrity and my life has changed for the better in lots of ways. I never even expected, here's the least expected way. I was at an eye exam a few years back. I'm being tracked for uh, macular degeneration, which runs in my family. And the doc was like, oh my gosh, your macula look amazing. What are you doing differently than you were doing two years ago? And I was like, I don't know, I'm taking lutein, I think it's called, every day. And he shook his head and he was like, no, that wouldn't cause this change that I'm seeing. It might help you with prevention over time, but this is pretty dramatic. What are you doing differently? Can you think of anything? And I was like, oh, well, yeah, a couple of years ago, I stopped eating sugar and flour and processed foods. That was the only thing that came to mind. And he was like, that's it. That's what it is. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, that was funny and it was unexpected. And I've had all sorts of other awesome things happen too as a result of this, I would say, epic battle that I went through and finally was able to figure out. Um, but this is how I've committed to protecting and caring for myself. And it's on all levels even the ones that seem really hard, even the ones that are small. There's empowerment that comes with awareness that something's not right. There's empowerment that comes when we step out of a world of fantasy and stories that we tell ourselves and look at reality, get out of denial, and we see what's actually really there right in front of us. There's empowerment when we assess what we want to change. There's empowerment in the planning and the asking for help. There's empowerment when we do what it takes, no matter how long it takes, because we said we would. And it all starts with one little step at a time. I know you know this. I know that you're on this journey with me. And I just want to support you and tell you you're already awesome. You've got this. If you have time, click the connect with me link in this episode description and tell me about your dragon or the epic Shiro's journey that you've already been on. I'd love to hear about it. And if you want to know more about my personal journey with food, I have a link in the episode description to a blog I wrote about it a while ago, years ago, actually, um, with more information if you're interested. And 
Take a deep breath. You are amazing. Here's to you and your epic journey. You are a heroine and you are a shero in my book. Here is a huge hug. Thank you for listening. It's affirmation time. This is how I end every self-defense class. It's kind of cheesy, but it's very cool. And this is how it works. We're going to do like a little call and response. If you can say this out loud, if you can repeat after me, do it, because it's important, I think, for you to hear your own voice. But if you can't, like if you're on a crowded subway or someplace where it's embarrassing, don't worry. You can also just say it inside your head. Okay, so I'm going to say something and you're going to repeat it after me. I'm going to give you space to do that. And at the end, we're going to say yes. Here we go. Repeat after me. I am worth protecting. I love myself. I belong. I deserve to take up space on planet Earth. I am a strong and powerful person. Yes! Woohoo! And hey, as a wrap up, will you do me a favor? Will you do all the things that you do when there's a podcast? Like, will you tell your friends? Will you subscribe? Will you come back each week? Communicate with me? Review this podcast? Like, all those things to help get more bandwidth, help more people find out about it. That would be super awesome. Take a deep breath. You are amazing. Thank you for being with me. See you next time.